It's Hello. a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. And today is December 1st. Can you believe it? I, I absolutely am astounded that we're already here and we're getting ready to start a new year. But I know we all welcome a new year and um, have high hopes for it being different than 2020. Today we're going to talk about the Akashic Records. Um, Akasha is a Sanskrit Sanskrit word meaning mind substance. In an Akashic reading, the reader is psychically reading the mind substance or energies of a specific person, relationship, business, health system, situation, or event. The process is similar to tuning your radio to a particular frequency. Once this connection is made, Information concerning that individual is available. By directing the focus of the readings per the intent of the individual, specific areas of information can be accessed and questions addressed. If the person's desire and objectives are clear and specific, the information that is channeled through the reader is also clear, exact, and specific. The information channeled in a reading flows directly from the subconscious mind. Therefore, it is objective, non-judgmental, and promotes clarity and understanding. You can achieve an objective view of your soul progression, indicate steps to take to facilitate growth, determine your specific lessons, strengthen your intuition, and connect to your higher mind. Today's special guest, Jean Walters, is a personal growth consultant, life coach, and certified reality therapist in private practice. Her specialties are Akashic reading, record reading, transformational coaching, metaphysical, dream dream interpretation, and public speaking. She has been a teacher of self-empowerment principles for 40 years, helping seekers to apply universal principles to every area of their life. A popular media guest, Jean's passion is helping people recognize their innate power and place in the universe and to live fully from that knowing. As a leading authority on metaphysics, internationally best-selling author and host of the nationally syndicated show, Positive Moments, Walter speaks to colleges, universities, and businesses worldwide. Her newest book is called The Journey from Anxiety to Peace. Learn more at www.spiritualtransformation.com. So let's get started. This is going to be a really exciting show. Good morning, Jean, and welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. Thank you, Randy. I'm so glad to be here, and I hope you're having a great day. Thank you. Well, so far, so good. Uh, it's 11 a.m. where I am. Where are you? Um, I'm in St. Louis, and it's uh, 10 o'clock here. Okay. So you, you're still earlier than me. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, I know that you your newest book is called The Journey from Anxiety to Peace. And <clears throat> um, I wanted to talk more today about the Akashic Records because the anxiety sure. part um, is something that I've covered a lot. But I do want to get information about your book at the end of the show. So we're going to do that um, nearing the end. So tell us what the Akashic Records are. Well, the the Akashic Records, we live in a in a vibratory energy at all times. We're all some people call it the quantum field, but or the unified field. But we're living in this energy that's very spiritual all the time, and it's in us and it's through us, and we're expressing it. Um, 
And so when I do a reading, I'm really connecting with that individual person. So what I do to make sure my connection is very right on is I take your full name and your full birthday. And that means that there's only one person with that full name and that full birthday. And and with that and your intention to get a reading, I can connect very strongly with your energy. Once I have that, then we can kind of go to whatever it is, your topic of interest. So, for instance, if somebody is wanting to look at a set of circumstances that happened, you know, perhaps it was uh, an accident or whatever, and I can look at that and give them some ideas about maybe the deeper meaning of all that. But also in their life, if they're wanting to know a little bit more about what, why they're here, what their purpose is, you know, I can give them some information about that. It comes through very objectively. It's it's what people might understand as more intuitive. Um, but the thing is that if you're not ready for a reading, then it's hard sometimes to realize it because a lot of times people will get a reading. Not a lot of times, but it happens where people will get a reading and then they won't relate to it till a month later and then they'll go, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I get it now. Um so so basically, sometimes I'm going beyond where they believe they are in their own life, and <laughs> oftentimes it's like that. So you're really reading energy, but it's deep and uh, and very personal, and uh, it relates to the person that's getting the reading. You know, it's not – there can be some general aspects to it, but it really is about that person. Okay. And so are the Akashic Records sort of um, – in the spiritual realm, on the other side, do they physically no. take place there? They are not there. This is only no. They're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Okay. They're they're in the air. They're they're like what you breathe. I mean, it's everywhere. It's just that you need a, a, a tuning mechanism to connect with it. And most people live their life looking out at the world. You know, this is what's happening in the world, and that's what's happening in the world. And if you ask them what they want, they'll tell you something more tangible. You know, but the point of it is, is that we're living in a multi-dimensional universe. So if you have the ability to tune in to a very fine essence, you can pick up the what that person is really all about, what they came in to do, uh, or to be, or to process, and so you're getting uh, you're getting answers to questions that they're not normally looking at. You know, like I, for instance, I'll tell you an example. I did a reading for a gal, and and I was she and her husband were having some difficulties, and I looked at that relationship because I had both their names and birthdays, and I could look at that relationship, and I told her a bunch of things about the situation that she was in and about her husband and and how they both interacted. She walked away going, well, she is crazy. <laughs> and, then, and then about a month later, she pulled out the tape. We had made a tape, fortunately, and she pulled out that tape and listened to it, and she went, oh, my God. You know, she, how did she know all that stuff? You know, And so what I'm saying is because I'm reading energy and I'm not – She's looking at circumstances as they are this moment, and she's only looking at her limited view of what's going on. When I look and, and give information, I'm looking at the whole picture and and all the energy that goes with it. So, um, so it's until she was at a point where she could really understand it, she wasn't going to get it. But that, I mean, most people are not quite at that point. It, it depends a lot on how... Um, connected you are to your, uh, uh, you know, your possessive side, if you will, or your attachment, because some people will only look at things from a certain point of view, and you, we see it a lot with the political situation. I'm only going to see it from this point of view, <laughs> right? And and so they can't see the whole picture. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, it absolutely does make sense. Um, yeah, we have. Yeah, I mean. Everybody's different. I'm somebody who absolutely sees everything as a bigger picture, and mm-hmm, you know, good. not and very little physical stuff, which is something yeah. that I have to really work with because I have to stay grounded. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really open to that. Uh, how did yeah. you? How, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this for over 40 years. So I, you know, I I quit counting at at about 35,000 readings. Um, oh but gosh. I mean, I I've been doing there's that would be a very minimal 
idea of the number of readings they do because they do them almost every day. You know, <laughs> it's hard to imagine, but I've been at this a long, long time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you have. And, you know, and I was going to ask you, but I think you probably answered the question. Um, when you're doing a reading, because this is coming through you energetically, do mm-hmm. you actually remember what you're saying, or do you have to write everything down in order to be able to remember what you said? I don't try to remember, uh, but I, when I'm doing a reading, I just give it in in present time. Okay. You know, so um, so I'm I, for you though, Randy. I really get um, a, you know, a lot. You've gone through a lot this year, but you've done it in a, a more graceful way than most people have. And um, and and I think that you were kind of ready to simplify and refine some things in your life, and so I think it allowed you to help you you know to help you get through some of the trying times much easier than most. And you may not have seen them as getting through easily, but I'm saying more easily than most people. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're always looking for the positive, and I and I you know give you a lot of credit with that. But you have a very refined energy, and I feel like you've been a teacher many times in different lifetimes. So that's sort of like across the board, kind of simple. <laughs> yeah, that and that makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense to me. And yes, I mean, um, I've only had maybe two days during this whole um, pandemic thing where I just mm-hmm. felt bummed out. But for the most yeah. part, um, for the most part, no, I've been fine. You know, because. I see everything as um, leading to someone else, something else. So I see everything mm-hmm. as yes. a reason. Yes. And, so and, and that's come me, through many lifetimes, I think. I think you've been working on self-awareness for a long, long time. And I, don't, I mean beyond this lifetime, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to know if... Um, can we connect with our guides or learn who our guides are through the Akashic Records? Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, when I do a reading, I, I, I always ask the guides, the angels, and the masters to be present for me and with me so that whatever comes through is exactly whatever this person needs. And I mean needs as opposed to wants. And see, that can be the killer right there because many people want something but what what i'm asking for is what spirit needs for them to have and so that's why you know that whole incident i just just you know mentioned about the lady that was going through a difficult time with her husband and she didn't like what i had to say but when she finally stopped and listened to it and really got it she she understood totally what it was about and what she needed to do next so yeah we absolutely have uh, angelic forces around us all the time, guides, and they're there to help us, but we have to learn how to listen in a very refined way. And I mean really listening from the soul as opposed to, you know, some people want this booming voice to come at them like, you are now to blah, 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 you know, and it's like it doesn't happen that way. You have to develop a kind of sensitivity to, you know, I want, I call it, lifting up your your little antennas you know but your body is your antenna and you listen through your body to experience this kind of fine energy that comes through meditation is really helpful if people meditate they're really developing um you know a finer listening device if you will yes and you know, for me, and I've spoken about this on my show, you know, several mm-hmm. times. For me, um, I do get information, but it comes oh, in the good. form of of a thought. It's a thought. Yeah. And I'm able to. I've learned to distinguish my thoughts from the thoughts that are being that are coming mm-hmm. through me. Um, but yeah. they can feel they can feel very much the same if you're not tuned in to what that is. Well, and the- and the difference, Randy, is um, um, an intuitive ta- thought is lighter, if you will. It's lighter. Um, there, there are no intuitive thoughts that you 
say you have to hate that person, for instance. Intuition doesn't work that way. You're connected to spirit, and and spirit is always going to come through in a in a lighter manner. And, and so when you have the ability to distinguish, as you just mentioned, um, you can definitely recognize an intuitive thought uh, or spiritual thought, if you will, um, from you know maybe your egoic thought. <laughs> Right, and I and I often see that happening with other people. I can almost tell they'll just mm-hmm. come out with something that really was not related to what we were talking about, or all of a sudden mm-hmm. they get insight, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can see that it's happening to them, yes. but they don't know. They think it's their thoughts. So, so this can be confusing, but I think we all do it. It's just a matter of refining it. Well, yeah, and and I think that's why it fits so well with a fine time for healing. Because those are the healing thoughts that show up is when we're really when we're really tuning our mechanism, our body as a as a method of communication, we're tuning it into those higher thoughts. You know, then we have we get the good stuff. We get the stuff that's that helps us really move our life forward. And I know you're knowing what I'm talking about. I, I get that. Yes. I do, I, do, I totally do. I totally do. Mm-hmm. And what you were telling us about um, that person who, you know, didn't recognize it right away. I've seen mm-hmm. you know seen that many times because I've had many um, mediums, um, channelers, like you know, psychic mm-hmm. people on my show who have done readings, and the people go, no, they, they say something, no, no. No, 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 no. And the person, the reader will say, just write it down because it's going to come to you. You know, it's coming strongly. This is true. You just not, you know, because I guess we have a mindset as to what we're, what we want to hear, not necessarily what we're supposed to hear. Right. Exactly. I think, you know, they used to call that bullheadedness. <laughs> I call it just resistance, you know, because it, we do. We have an agenda. Most people have an agenda. I wanted to be this way, that way, and I wanted that person. And I even had a gal come in, and, and this is a kind of a funny story, but she she wanted to um, – she wanted to have a relationship with Tom Selleck. This was many years ago. And I said, you know, Tom Selleck is married, and he has a child, <laughs> and he lives in Hawaii. You know? I said, so you're, you know, what you're asking for is not quite fair, you know, because you're not including him in, the, in this ask. But anyway, so the interesting part was that she kept visualizing this Tom Selleck person coming into her life. It ended up that she got a Tom Selleck lookalike, you know, like they would do these modeling things where, and now here's Tom Selleck, you know, modeling this whatever coat or whatever. She got a Tom Selleck lookalike for a boyfriend, (laughs) and he was married and had a child. (laughs) I thought, oh, my gosh, talk about, you know, total reflection. (laughs) It was very interesting. Manifestation, wow. Wow, you know, hysterical. I mean, to to the child and everything, it was funny. But uh, I mean, I guess other people wouldn't consider that funny. But you know, of course, that didn't last because he was married and he had a child, you know, <laughs> and unavailable, right. just like Tom Selleck. <laughs> right. That's that is funny. So, you know, my but I have seen a lot of healings with Akashic readings. By the way, I have seen a lot of healings with Akashic really? readings. Really. Absolutely. I mean, it's totally, once people, when they're really ready to connect, once people really get the information that comes through, I mean, I've just seen things lift off of them, you know, where there was one lady who, um, so mad, and, and, you know, I started asking her questions about it. What is it that you're so mad about? Anyway, I could feel her anger and so forth, and finally it came through. She was mad because her husband died of cancer, and that was not their agreement. And so they were supposed to, they were supposed to live, you know, long, long lives together and, you know, die together, I guess, or something like that. Anyway, once she, <clears throat> excuse me, once she realized that, that all this anger was coming from, um, the fact that he broke the agreement, <laughs> you know, then um, she realized that it was just wrong, and she lift it just lifted right out of her. Before that, she was having some health issues with gallbladder, and it was just gone instantly. But I've seen that happen so many times. <laughs> mm. 
So a lot of people who listen to my show, because I do, um, I work with people who have gone through domestic abuse kind of situations, who have been violated Mm -hmm. that way, and who are suffering from trauma, emotional Mm -hmm. trauma. Yes. So, um, you know, and my feeling, and, and the interesting thing is that once they reach out to me and we sort of open up where all this is coming from, Mm-hmm. Everything yes. that they ever will need to work on in their life about themselves for personal growth rises to the surface, and they can't yeah. look away from any of them. So, what this kind of abuse does is it brings up every kind of healing we need to tackle, and it can be overwhelming because there's we all have a lot of things that we have mm-hmm. to work on. Sure. But what is your feeling for? you know, adversity. Why do you know why we go through adversity in general? Yeah, I think there's um, more than one reason, but I think I think in total it's, you know, oftentimes when well, first of all, when we're living, you can watch children for instance and and the child is handed everything you know, and oh, and dad takes care of everything, you know, and our mom does. They never really grow strong. They never develop resourcefulness. They just they don't get they just don't find their way through life. You know, the first thing that happens that's dire, they collapse. So I think adversity and I don't know that we have to grow through adversity, I really don't. But I think it's a matter of how you address life. You know, if you're if you've got the gumption to go out and make things happen and you got the gumption to if you fall down you get back up again, you don't need adversity. But I think mo- many people will take the easy way. And so oftentimes they have to be hit over the head with a brick because that's how they develop the resourcefulness, the compassion, the deeper understanding, the appreciation, the gratitude. You know, Oprah Winfrey's a great example of this, by the way. I mean, if she had just been born in this nice little happy family where everything was just hunky-dory, you know, I don't think she would be the person she is today, but she has developed into this incredible uh so, you know force and 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 a, such generosity you know but it's because i think it's because she didn't have anything when she started and uh and she had to work for everything so there's a lot to be said for for you know what we want to call adversity because sometimes if we look closely at it it's really not adversity at all but also with this the abusive woman idea, I want to suggest that um, the big healing for abusive, abused women or, or men, for that matter, is self-esteem. They have to grow in their self-esteem because somehow, most of the time, they'll take it on as I deserved it, you know, I'm, I'm unworthy, and so forth. Of course, that's a result of indoctrination, but it's but the bottom line is. Once they understand that they're worth, they're worthy, they're they're beautiful, they're they're brilliant, they're intelligent. They they have all the qualities of spirit and God and and goodness. That's when they can begin to let go of this idea that they deserve it. The abuse they do not. They absolutely do not. I am one hundred percent in agreement with you, and it is something once we open up. Um, sort of the, you know, the we open up everything that's been stuck in there. Mm-hmm. And and my clients figure out what it is that, um, you know, where this pain is coming from. Really the next thing is learning self-love, self-protection, boundaries, um, mm-hmm. um, self-esteem, and, you know, it's kind of all tied in. And because yeah. when you come to that, when you love yourself, appreciate yourself, value yourself, you don't let toxicity into your life. You just don't allow That's it. Right. You, you yeah. know, and and so you become much stronger in life. But often, uh, most of and I thank you for including men in that because um, yeah. I have a lot of a lot of men male clients. But um, often these people have not been taught the mechanisms for living, that the, the basic mechanisms for yeah. living and surviving in childhood because they've mm-hmm. had narcissistic parents whose agenda was to abuse, not to teach. So mm-hmm. um, 
so they, they come into this and they really have a lot that they have to learn. But the strength that we gr- can achieve through mm-hmm. the growth from this is incredible. It, it yes. totally can change us if we're willing to, um, to work through that. And that's what I mean by when we say, you know, is it terrible that they had to work through some adversity? Well, who did they become as a result of that? I mean, again, Oprah would be a great example of that because she she was certainly abused and so forth, but but she grew through it. She grew beyond it. And and I think that that's what we're here to do. We're we're here to be our best self. But sometimes, you know, we have to go through some hard times in order to understand that we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> You're right. You know, for me, and and this is something that I've told other people, but for me, every time I hit some kind of wall or reach mm-hmm. some kind of hurdle that seems insurmountable, I know that's one of the things I brought with me to, to overcome. So, yeah. um, right. So instead of uh, some people, you know, if they get a disease or whatever, they look to God and say, God, you know, God is not there for me. God, you know, I've been praying to God my whole life, and and now God has dropped me. God isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are things that we are meant to overcome and learn from. However, that however that learning happens or whatever the outcome, it's not for us to just fall apart. It's for us to grasp it and try to jump jump that hurdle, right? Right, and also I think that the reason people want to blame God for the bad stuff but not give God credit for the good stuff you know, <laughs> is because they feel separate from God. Mm-hmm. But the, the truth of the matter is that we're all in God. As the quantum field, that is the essence of God. That's the presence of God, and we are in it and of it, and it's through us. It's in every cell of our body. It's in every thought that we think. So when we understand that there is no separation, then we begin to gra- we begin to uh, recognize uh, an inner light, uh, an inner sense of love that's there, and it's there for you. It's there to lift you, and all we have to do is really ask for help, and help will sh- is right there available to us. But we have to be open to it. So when people are going, um, God did it and God hates me and whatever, um, then what they're doing is just shutting off God. And so it's really hard to heal. It's really hard to move forward when you've kept yourself separate from this force and from this energy and from this source of help that's available to you. I had a a gal that um, told me that she hated God and God hated her. And I asked her, well, how did she figure that out? And she realized that, I mean, her in her world, um, because she w- grew up in a family that was just so disconnected. I mean, they went to church and everything, but they were completely disconnected and saw God as this mean being that just, you know, railed against you or something, something horrible. You know, like the guy with the beard and sitting in a chair judging everything, you know. And and I said, you know, you know, that's actually impossible because God is love. And so God, it's impossible for God to rail against you or to be mean to you. It's impossible because God is love. What happened was she she caught that and she turned herself around. And later on, she, you know, she completely healed from cancer. And it's because she rearranged her concept of God and she allowed God in her life. And she's such an amazing artist. I mean, just incredible. And that's and she now she understands that that's what comes through her in her art is this essence of love and God and kindness and compassion. And she wins prizes with her art all the time because it's just grown to a new level. So I think that we many people grew up with this idea that um, we're the outliers or something. Or, or, <clears throat> We're the step- stepchildren, you know. We right. are not. We are not. Right. We are not. We're all part of the source. We're all part. We're all part of the source. Absolutely. We're all divine. Every one of us. All, every so completely, so completely. Couldn't yeah. be said better. <laughs> right. Um, and so, and it's important for us to, you know, uh, um, most of us measure ourselves against others <clears throat> instead of appreciating who we are and the divine gifts that we have. 
Mm-hmm. And when we measure ourselves against others, we're always going to be unhappy. Oh, because we're going to find the ones that look better than we do, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But the thing about it is, it, the thing that gets lost in that is that we're here to be unique. You know, there's, why would I measure myself against someone else when my talents and my abilities and who I am is unique, it's, and as they are. You know, it's not just me. It's you. It's every person. And so we're we're sort of missing out on this beautiful gift that we have of our own uniqueness. You know, it's like a snowflake. There's There's never... A, two snowflakes that are exactly the same. What if we honor that and appreciate that and let that be our gift and our mission rather than I'm not enough like so-and-so or I'm not as pretty as somebody else, you know, which is kind of a waste of time. You know, as we're talking, I think my guides are nagging me to ask you a particular question about me because – well, you'd better really? then. <laughs> yes, I better. I mean, I mean, it, they're bringing it on really heavy. And what I'm talking about is, is physical pain. So mm-hmm. um, for many, many, many years, most of my life, I've had physical pain or maladies that are not diagnosable. Mm-hmm. They come and they go. And I have major ones at least once a year. I've had broken bones that have no... Um, or fractures that have no explanation. Mm-hmm. But most of all, it's widespread pain. My thought was always that it's a way for me to remain in my body and stay grounded and remember that I'm a physical being. But mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's more than that. So yeah. do you have any insight into where this is all coming from? Yes. Um, okay, I, I really believe that you came in with a load of, of past memories that wasn't very pleasant and uh, I th- I feel like you need to forgive yourself in other words so the fact is that you know oftentimes when we're in pain or have a I- illness or disease or something some many times it's it's because we're we're holding on to something like and we blame ourselves and now this for you will probably be very nebulous as far as I can't say specifically, but I do feel this whole um, exercise or mission about helping abused people is part of it because I feel like you're healing yourself, and it may not even be current. I mean, I don't think it's current in your life that you're abused, but but I feel like there's a, a memories that are there, that I and people tend to blame themselves for being in those kinds of situations. I don't necessarily think it's all this lifetime. I think it's probably this lifetime and others. But I think you came in to heal yourself from that and go, I didn't do it. I'm not somebody that should be abused. I, you know, I am a beautiful, dynamic, powerful, wonderful person. I am that. And the reason we can say that and everyone can say that is because we are connected to God, the presence of God. And, and as such, we can't be anything but that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And, you know, and it, and if I, but if I were to try to think, because I've had a, a difficult past in this physical mm-hmm. life, um, mm-hmm. and I've moved past it, I've done tremendous amount of work on it, I've healed from it, I've separated myself mm-hmm. from it. But I do believe, um, and I've seen that many people who come to me, probably most people who come to me, that have had childhoods um, with with narcissistic parents Mm -hmm. and that's a very abuse emotionally abusive um childhood uh, do do have physical issues uh, in their adulthood and often they are autoimmune disorders that happen so um i know that i do believe i brought some of this with me i know that a lot of it is you know from the childhood um it's it's just to me, it's, you know, I tell people when we do work and we bring things up, we're only going to bring up as much as your subconscious mm-hmm. allows you to handle. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you're going to go for a while feeling great, and then something else is going to come up. So for me, I think it's coming up in, in these physical things. Yeah. Not a, I, not I a call it like an onion, you know, layer after layer after layer, you know. Okay. But the thing right. about it is, uh, Randy, it's an energy, 
And it's not like, I mean, you don't deserve it. I mean, that's not, it's not about deserving, but I feel like it's a memory that you carry with you. And that's why I say when you do forgiveness work with yourself, and you're and you're forgiving yourself for carrying those energies, and you're forgiving yourself for, for um, you know, even having to go through all that, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, you don't even have to have a reason, but I forgive myself for all that. I forgive myself that you know I've carried this energy. I forgive myself that uh, I brought this into my body. I forgive myself for that. I love myself, and I'm so sorry that I that I. When had to go through all that, but I'm grateful now, and I'm thankful that I'm done with it. And then, and then feel this energy lift from you, you know, because once the energy lifts from you, you will be a different person. And yeah. it, it, I'm not saying that it doesn't take some work, you know, because we're actually rearranging our thought pattern. You know, suffering is a mental construct too. And so we're actually looking at suffering in a different way and going, you know, it no longer serves me. And so I release it, and I release it to spirit. And and so in, in doing that, I forgive myself for even having to go through it. And so it's very powerful, and you might have to do it a few times, and it might just work one time. I mean, I've seen it work once, and I've seen people just go through it a few times in order to finally let it all go. But it's not the way most people think, and that's why a lot of people resist this kind of work. Hmm. Because it's like, you know, yes, I was traumatized as a child, and I'm going to carry that with me, and I'm going to remember it every day of my life. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. <laughs> right, it's not. And, you know, and as we're talking about this, I'm feeling the pain subside in my body. <laughs> yeah, so thank that's you, exactly thank right. Randy, that is so cool because it tells me so much where you are in your life that that you're not (laughs) hanging on, that you're not somebody that has to live from that, you know, improve yourself or something. You don't. Right, right. It was like I know they were yelling at me. They're yelling at me. Come on, Randy, you know, ask this question because this is something that bothers you all the time and we're trying to tell Um, you. Wow. But you don't hear us, so so that was yeah. really very very. So cool. let somebody else say it to you. <laughs> yes, exactly, right. And let uh, let someone funny. that I can hear. Um, why don't we? Why don't we um, all? Why don't we all have the ability to hear these messages that are coming through us? Or do we? Uh, you know. Well, we all have the potential, but people don't listen to themselves. I mean, people don't listen to anybody, really. It depends on how well you're tuned in. I mean, for instance, you hear somebody, if you meet somebody for five minutes, I mean, I could tell you a whole lot about them in five minutes. (laughs) Because where are they focusing their mind? You know, are they going to tell you every dire story that ever happened to them? Are they going to tell you all about what to be afraid of today? You know, and so when they do that, um, they're focused there, and they're going to carry that with them. You know, so you can say to them, you know, there are lots of really great things going on in the world right now. Like, no, no. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And so so you're, you can see really quickly, you know, what they're doing to themselves. You know, people will not leave their stories. I mean, that's what I have in the book, too, the Anxiety Peace book, is people carry around their stories. And and the story is is there to help you heal possibly or is there to show you areas of your life that you want to heal, but it's not something you need to carry with you forever. I mean, certainly it's just a waste of time most of the time to carry these these uh, traumatic stories around. It, they don't really prove anything. There's a quote that I love, and it is, never be a prisoner of your past. It was a life lesson, not yep. a life sentence. Yes. Um, oh, I love so, that. That's excellent. Isn't that, isn't that great? So, so yes. basically, what we're saying, what we're saying is, you have a story. It will always be part of your story, but it, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be emotionally attached to that story. Um, yeah, and you some, can't create a new story if you are. Mm. I mean, you can't move forward because you're dragging that old one with you. So you, everything is seen through that film you know, through that projection of the old story. So so you can't really receive life in its full measure as long as you're carrying around the trauma and so forth. I mean, if we know, you said it beautifully, it was a lesson, learn it, move on. Right, right. Some people um, have learned to define themselves by uh, trauma or pain that they have mm-hmm. in the past. 
And it's it's been, as you say, they're so in their story that they're afraid mm-hmm. to let it go because they don't know who they'll be when they mm-hmm. let it go. Who am I? I have no identity. My identity was all wrapped in, you know, immersed mm-hmm. in this story. So And so they're stuck there. I mean, really, that's where they're stuck. And the thing that is that they're not seeing is that what if who they are is so much more amazing and so much more dynamic and expansive than that story, you know? But right. I think it's like Marianne Williamson had said before that uh, people are more afraid of their power than they are uh, their lack of power, or they're more afraid, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that power it comes up often in, in sessions with that I have with people is, you know, they're afraid of power, but they 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 think power is power over someone else. No, power is really power over yourself, and where you want to put your mind, and how 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 expansive do you want to be. Because it's all potential, but it's raw potential until you claim it. And you can't claim it as long as you're always being this uh, five-year-old that was traumatized, you know? That's true. That Mm -hmm. is true. You know, it is scary. It is scary to let those things go. Um, And sometimes it's a leap of faith that we have to take based on, you know, knowing or, mm-hmm. or having being guided um, by someone that's helping you understand, you know, yeah. what your future can, what the potential for you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that, you know, a lot of people will hold on to. And um, we gently let help them. I gently help them to let that go so that they can mm-hmm. rest you know, what's, what's waiting for them. But you said it really, really well. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, What's the story you want to create is really the question. What's the story you want to create? You know, are you happy with that old story? Because it'll keep repeating itself if you don't let it go. But if you have a new story that you want to create, then your mind is ready to receive it. It's ready to act on it. And so we just have to have the courage, if you will, you know, to just take a step in that new direction. And that's what healing really is. It's it's becoming the new you. You don't want to continue being the old you because there's so much more potential for you as you move forward. So that's the um, basis of this book, by the way, that you mentioned. Yeah, and I was I'm getting to that in one second, but I just wanted to say, how did you know that you could that you had this gift? You know, um, I thought everybody had it. When I was young, because I could walk into a room and just feel the whole essence of the room and and what was going on, and sometimes I'd have to leave the room because it was just too heavy, you know. But I thought everybody felt it. I was really kind of shocked when I realized that people don't feel it, and um, and so I just always had it. And then at some point, I thought to myself, well, if you can feel everything, then there must be a really good use for it. And that's sort of my, my credo, you know. It's like whatever's going on, there must be a good use for it. <laughs> and so what I realized, there is a wonderful use for that kind of sensitivity, intuitiveness, is, is uh, one, you really get to know people more deeply than most. You, you get beyond the surface. I mean, you, you're there right off the bat. And second, I like people. And the second thing that I love is that I connect more with higher energies because of that. I think I, I need it. I think we all need it so that we can connect with something greater than our own small self. You know, and that to me is worth any price, any price, you know. So I, I, it's okay to be shunned. It's okay to, to be not liked. It's okay to, um, you know, to to annoy people. <laughs> it's okay to do all those things because the 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 benefit of it is that I'm connected and I feel it and I'm there's joy in that, Randy. There's mm. pure joy in that. So the biggest joy has, there is, really. So this has benefited you as well in your life. Oh, it's totally, totally. And I'm I'm really um, I'm really I guess you'd say stubborn, <laughs> independent, you know. But I'm not willing to go for less than what I'm capable of, you know. I want the the whole bag, and uh, which means that I have to walk I have to walk through some things um, 
to in order to claim that. I mean, you know, you have to have the courage to try new things. You have to have the courage to step into the fire and try new things and be willing to fail. You know, so and and to me, the what I see as the bigger picture is so worth it that it wouldn't. You know, there's really nothing that would keep me from trying. And I think that's I think that's what I want to one of some of the messages that I give to people is just you know if you don't have anything now what are you losing by trying <laughs> you know right that's true that's true I've always said in my life you know to the people who get close to me just uh, just understand that I'm going to grow and I'm going yeah. to change and I'm going to move forward and either you come with me or I leave you behind. Oh my God. Because you, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, honey. Because I have said I, those exact words. <laughs> I mean, so I've said it so many times. It's like you know, either come or stay behind. But I'm going. You know, right, I've never exactly. heard anyone say that before. And so I, I, we're soul sisters. I have to tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I do want to talk more to you after the show. I want to give you an opportunity. Well, well first of all, so your your newest book is called The Journey from Anxiety to peace. And this, um, is this related to the reading of the Akashic records or is this another, um, just another message that you wanted to share? I've been teaching for most of my life and, and it started even, I'm a twin and my, my other, my other sister by twin, um, was not always getting things as quickly as I did. And, and so my mom would say, Jean, help her. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been teaching most of my life, you know, but this book, uh, really, it came from a lot of things, but it came actually before the pandemic. I wrote it before the pandemic. And, um, and it came because my mom was such a scaredy cat. (laughs) She was so afraid of everything. And I re- when I was really young, I thought, I am not living her life. I am not going to do it that way. I have to find another way. And so that's how, what got me started. And that's why I say when, when people have some trauma in their life or they have things that don't seem very pleasant, that can be your sense of, like, let's move beyond. Let's figure out another way. And so that's what the uh, the uh, introduction of the book is about is, is how – you know, I was always fighting against my mom, and then and then I decided one day, like, I don't have to fight against her anymore. I'm just going to go on. And so when you said that, I went, yep, I've been doing that my whole life. <laughs> That's so but it, But cool. the point of it is, is there's so many practical things that people can do. You know, the book is the, the Journey from Anxiety to Peace, Practical Steps to Handle Fear embrace struggle, and eliminate worry to become happy and free. So the whole book, every chapter I give exercises that people can do to change their mind, to move their, themselves beyond this anxiety that they experience, because the world is full of anxiety right now, unfortunately. Uh, or fortunately, I don't know. But um, but once we learn how to where to put our mind and how to establish some self-discipline, we can do anything, and that's what moving beyond anxiety to peace is all about. It's about managing yourself, managing your mind, deciding what you will allow and what you will not allow you know to engulf you and so anyway, we have the ability there's lots of steps letting go of your old story is is one of them, and recognizing victimhood and just learning how to switch off the negative chatter that people many people just live in in negative chatter so um turn, learning how to turn failure into triumph you know there really is no such thing as failure and sometimes people think that they're failures but i think no you just haven't used that opportunity yet to a full its full measure you know so there's a lot of cool steps that people can take to really help themselves live a better life and that's really what it's all about well, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, you you use the word anxiety. Um, use the word engulf to yep. talk about anxiety, and that is so true because anxiety mm-hmm. doesn't does engulf us um, yeah. and sort of take over everything. We it takes we can't physically operate. Yeah. We can't think. Um, mm-hmm. Is there is all anxiety? Um, can we work through all anxiety ourselves? Is there ever a situation yep. where someone has an anxiety disorder? Um, 
So sure, and, and we have sure, and we have lots of labels for that stuff. You know, we we could label things all over the place. I mean, we're really mm-hmm. good at labels. But all that does, I think, a lot of times, what labels do is they keep people stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I have anxiety disorder, so now I will always have anxiety disorder. No, that's not true, because who you are really is much finer than that, a finer energy. And as we move into a finer energy, and that could be through meditation, through contemplation, through affirmation, um, through lots of, you know, it could be uh, doing yoga or qigong or a lot of different things where you can really get in touch with a different kind of energy that that you have and it exists within you. Then, um, you know, you don't have to have anxiety. But there's also a chapter on um, panic attacks. And when you're really disabled with anxiety, that's called a panic attack. And one of the ways that you manage that is to put yourself in the present moment. Because when people are in panic, they're, they're, they're not in the present moment. They're, they're in the past, they're in the future, but they're not in the present moment. So there's some things that you can do to put yourself into the present moment and bring yourself into the now and then and then the panic will subside. The other thing is that when there's only two energies and I know you know this, but fear and love are the only two energies. And so when we're in panic, we're in fear. Move yourself to love and that could be as simple as I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that I'm healthy. I'm so grateful that the sun is shining today. I'm so grateful that I get to do this interview with you. I am so, so grateful. And when you, as soon as you move into gratitude, bingo, the panic's gone. <laughs> I mean, it can be that simple, but, but we have to train ourselves that way because we're not used to doing it. We're used to, like, hanging out there in in all the frenzy and all the anxiety, and then it doesn't bring you anything good you know, and that's why it's always been amazing to me if people don't want to learn something new so they don't have to stay in that crazy place, you know. <laughs> it's true. It's true what you say about gratitude. And sometimes if I have a client that just is so stuck in their story, you know, and just so mm-hmm. down on themselves and everything happens to me and, you know, yeah, I'm always right. one thing after another, I say I give them the assignment for the week of staying in gratitude. I don't want you mm-hmm. to get out of gratitude. I want you to stay in gratitude for an entire week and then come back and let's talk because it changes how you think yeah. about things. When you it realize what your, you have. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it even changes your chemistry. And your body chemistry will change. You know, I, it's been all kinds of scientific study on this, but when you, people who pray, have a different body chemistry. People who do yoga and people who do um, meditation have a completely different body chemistry than people who walk around frenzied and worried all the time. I mean, our body was never, we were never designed to live in anxiety. You know, we, we were really designed to live in joy and peace. And all you have to do is look at a baby and see that. Babies don't worry. They're just looking at how pretty their fingers are finding it very fascinating and amazing you know that's true the same thing but you know but the physical world i mean you know let's not we we can't um glorify this the physical world is a is a difficult place it's a school it's a place where we learn you know and Mm -hmm. so um you know there's nothing easy about being here but i think the goal is to try to keep learning and keep moving forward mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that you can navigate this, this you know, very difficult world. I mean, mm-hmm. do you agree that this is a difficult place to be? I think it's a heavy place, um, mm-hmm. you know, and mostly because we identify with the body. And we say, this is me. I am this body. I am this crippled. I am this, you know, diabetes body or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and when we do that, we make life very, very difficult. But at the same time, think about uh, the Dalai Lama or, or, the, or a yogi. Or, and they don't look at life from that point of view. They see something way beyond. And they see possibility. And, and so... You might, they might have to learn something new, and maybe they have, they're not good at it, and they have to struggle, to, you know, through it and figure it out. But they don't necessarily think of that as just horrible, you know, or mm-hmm. 
you know, a terrible thing or life is awful. I mean, they just do it. And I think it's a lot about, you know, if we, like you said, if if we understand life is about lessons and learning, does that have to be bad or can that be fun? Right. <laughs> can it be an adventure? <laughs> Right. But we are emotional beings and we do, you know, we do have feelings. We do get hurt. We do get sad. We do run the the gamut of emotions. And that's another thing, you know, we could talk about for hours. But um, if we if we feel our emotions, then we can move through things much quicker than if we start stuffing them and packing them putting them behind walls. And so um, I think that's part of the whole fear in living and the the whole part of not being able to deal with adversity. It's because the feelings that come in, the emotions that come in are so uncomfortable that people just want to push away. They don't want to feel them. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so emotion is, is a big part of us, but we have to feel it. Right. Yeah. And 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 I know that you're talking about healing right now. Um, mm-hmm. And also, we have other emotions too. Like I was talking to someone yesterday, and I said, and she was talking about not enjoying life, etc. And I said, so when you're out on the lake in your kayak, are you enjoying life then? And she said, oh gosh, yes. I said, so can you remember that experience and remember to live it? Day to day in your everyday life, there's moments when it's so exalting and so freeing. And why not ruminate over that for a while <laughs> rather than, you know, rather than like, oh, God, now i got to wash the dishes or whatever it is. You know, um, it, why not be in that canoe or that kayak while you're washing the dishes? You know, why not train yourself to where... You know, you can live a life and, and remember the joy of sitting and watching the sunset. Or you know, it doesn't have to be anything particularly complicated. You know, right. but I think every, I tell people all the time, get outside. You know, get outside um, mm-hmm. because we're in the house too much now. We're in the house too much, and, and we got to go outside because nature has this beautiful rhythm, and it never is worried. <laughs> It's well, that's such great advice for all of us and, and so mm-hmm. pertinent to the time that we're in, you know, and you use the word train, um, you know, it's not something changing our mindset, becoming mindful of how we think and changing how we want, you know, creating what we want to think. It's not something that just happens overnight. It's something yeah. we have to work towards. Um, it's just and like so, playing the piano, you know, you can't mm-hmm. play it one time and be a cancer pianist you know right you have to keep working through it you have to keep working um, yeah you know what the other thing is people think work uh, work is a four-letter word you know (laughs) and they want to make it bad but i i really believe that we came in to work that um work is is our is a passion work is something that can be exalted that you know, I think Rudolf Guryev was the great ballet star, was uh, Russian. Anyway, he said work is sacred. You know, it's Ooh. the way we express our our inner spirit, our God self, you know. And so if we look at work differently, I think, I think we can embrace it. Instead of going, oh, I have to work on that, like, Right. It. Have a good time working on it. Enjoy it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the process. It's in the process, not the goal, yeah. but the process. Right. Uh, that's yeah. another thing. Oh my gosh, we keep touching on these issues, these these <laughs> these subjects that we could go into forever, but we're out of time. Um, uh, and I, okay. I am gonna I am gonna call you because we have to talk some more. But um, but thank you, thank you for bringing oh, all this you. beautiful, beautiful wisdom to my listeners today. I know that they've benefited and, greatly and from here. Can I offer them a little gift? I would love that. Yes. Okay. If if people would uh, connect with me and just let me know that they heard this, the the radio or the podcast. Just Jean, J-E-A-N, at spiritualtransformation.com. Send me an email and then ask for the, I will send them three chapters of the book. And then they'll get, a, you know, they'll get a nice dose of uh, how they can start shifting their mind. But uh, oh. Jean at spiritualtransformation.com, and I will happily send you three chapters of the book. And if you decide oh, you want to read wonderful. the rest of it, you can easily get it. So. That's so that would be my, my great joy to share that. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay. Well, we have about a minute, so I have to say goodbye so I can close this show. But um, again, it's been amazing. I'm so glad you've, <laughs> that you've joined me today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Get outside. <laughs> I definitely will. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. You're welcome. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.